0: hey 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 good afternoon everyone this is david mcmillan aka divorce and welcome to my new show off the chain off the chain absolutely and there are three guarantees that you're gonna get off this show you're gonna be informed, you're gonna be entertained, and you're definitely gonna watch the brother get off the chain. Now, I don't consider myself to be a guru. I'm a me too brother. Yeah, that's me. And the difference between being a guru and being a me too, is that a guru tries to get you to see things from their point of view, or convince you that they know it? But when you a me too brother, I'm just saying I'm co-signing what you I already know. And this is what a men too brother do. If you're the type of person that thinks Jim Crow is back, I'm the guy, of brother that'll tell you. Me too. If you the type of person that believe or think that they're doing this bullshit and think I don't see it, I'm the kind of brother that says me too. So guys, if you want to have some fun, man, check out the new show. And it's going to be definitely off the chizang. So, with that being said, we're going to get right down to the business at hand why we here and my topic today is injustice yesterday and no justice today and what I'm talking about and what I'm referring that to is the George Floyd case that as I'm watching TV it happens to be on the front stage. Now, we all know who George Floyd was. It was a very high-profile case. And often, it ain't the first time that a black person is, or an officer is being charged with killing of another black, of a black American. Just that, it ain't that. But, the trial is on, and in many high profile cases many political statements are made many public tears are being cried and we got street protests and then you got the cries of outrage but At the end of the day, we got to keep it real. No one goes to jail. Now, that's how we're going to get off the chain. Ain't nobody going to jail. From George Floyd all the way back to Emmett Teagle. Black folks. Now, I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm off the chain today. Black folks. Still get little to no justice now can somebody tell me why I was listening to a commercial just not to get off the subject but I'm gonna tie all this together I was listening to a commercial on the radio they talked about the NAACP and they said the NAACP have been fighting for social injustice, and, uh, or, or or legal equality for over 80 years. I was like, "Wow. 80 years. That sounds like a long time, but who was fighting for it for the neck for the 400 years prior to it? When the, when the black people were just victims when no one was fighting The George Floyd case that is coming up, it's on, a, it's on the forefronts of everyone. And, and what we have learned over the years through watching case after case after case is that often black people's lives, and, and this is my perspective, black people's lives are expendable. The, the the black lives matter is, is is for the people but the politicians see it different. Now, ironically in the George Floyd killing a lot of people might not have been finding, following in it too much. I found out doing my research that as the jury selection continued in the Floyd trial. That same thing. The Minneapolis City Council approved a $27 million settlement with the family. $27 million to the Floyd family. on the one-year anniversary, but ironically, it was the one-year anniversary of the Brayonna Taylor killing that took place in uh, Kentucky. It was the one-year anniversary of that where the police fatally shot Brayonna Taylor, the name that's often drifting in the wind. Now, but there's been nobody to go to jail for that ain't no cops been charged in the killing who knocked on her door with a no knock radio a no knock radio that mean I guess they got permission to just kick the door come in and, and shoot everybody in the house I remember that story and they say Breonna Thomas boyfriend was in the house and he grabbed his gun and he started shooting when the door was kicked in. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but uh I believe in protecting my house like the next man. And if you kick my door in while me and my wife is, is having dinner on a no-knock nonsense. I don't have time to stand in the middle of the floor and look at you and say let me see who this is before i grab my gun i'm not trained that way i'm a, i'm a veteran and if that door flying open i'm flying straight to where that piece is and, and the chips gonna fall where they may now their reason for justifying the killing of Breonna Taylor was they said, he fired first. But hell, y'all kicked the door in. So what you are saying is that if somebody kicked the door in, black lives don't matter. They need to wait to see if that's the white man on the other side before he pulled the trigger. Come on people, come on, That that, that ain't right. That that ain't right, but nevertheless, and then often doing these cases. So, this is the way they pipe down. This is the biggest, the biggest sham that's going on behind the cover. And what's happening under the cover is that when these senseless killings are taking place in the communities and stuff. And, and it's being recorded in the public eyes is on it. What they're doing is they're coming to the family like a thief in the night, like Judas in the middle of the night. And they're bringing their bank book. And they're bringing the bank book because they're saying, okay, we know we was wrong. But just to get this to go away, well, we can come to this kind of conclusion. Twenty-seven million dollars. You real wrong. anytime you but at the same time, that that wasn't the end of it. Now let me tell you. Benjamin Crump, that's your black lawyer that uh he's everywhere. Ben Crump, he, he in on it. But uh nevertheless. Ben Crump, Benjamin Crump he made a statement saying that when George Floyd was horrifically killed on May the 25th 2020 it was a watershed moment for America said the Floyd family attorney business he said it was one of the most in Gorgeous and shocking documentations of an American citizen being tortured to death by a police officer. One of the worst witness in history. Now that now he went on. He didn't just stop. being said I know everybody said, wow, Ben hit no more. And then he had the nerve to compare it to, he said America has seen such watershed racial moments before. He compared it to Emmett Till. He said the brutal beating, torture and shooting of the black teenager Emmett Till in 1955 in Mississippi. His disfigured body and his casket opened by his mom. She wouldn't let him do it. And he said, no one has ever went to jail for that killing. 55, 2021, same flavor. And I ironically compare this to Floyd case, the Emmett Till case, because ironically, about two weeks ago, was the International Day of Race Relationships. And what that means is that's the day where all the countries in the nation come together and they talk about the racial discrimination that's going on in each of the countries and how to eliminate it. Ironically, this year, this took place a couple of weeks ago this year we had our. US representative was at the forefront of the was at the forefront of the International Day on racial relations and the way she, Linda Thomas was her name, Linda Thomas Greenfield. And the way she, when she got onto the world stage, it was the International Day for Elimination of Racial Discrimination. Let me get you correct. So if there, if it was a day for elimination of racial discrimination, that means that all the leaders of the world came together and when they got there every country of the 13 hundred they had a representative and so everyone is gonna put their heads together and talk about how their country is eliminating racial discrimination ironically because we have a new administration Our new U.N. U.S. ambassador is Linda Thomas-Greenfield, which is an African-American female. Now, I don't know how anyone else feels, but I know she had to feel some kind of way. Here it is. America is sending, the new administration is sending her on the world stage to talk about the matters of eliminating racial discrimination in the United States. And, and I'm going to quote you on what she said. She said, uh, no matter how we want to spin it, the fact remains the same. No, she said, uh, we, we have flaws. Let me get you straight. Let me quote Miss Greenfield. Uh, She said, we have flaws, deep, serious flaws. But we talk about them and we press on in hopes that we can leave the country better than we found it. Now, I'm going to get off the chain on that. We have flaws, deep flaws, serious flaws. Talking about them and pressing on Do you know we've been talking about the flaws of injustice for for over 400 years, 500 years, 600 years, and talking about them and pressing on leaves you exactly where you at. You don't get nothing by talking about it and pressing on. That's what they tell the black community. But you didn't tell them, them Caucasians that when they stormed the Capitol. Oh yeah, I'ma get off the chain. I'ma gonna, I'm gonna show you some boys. I'ma get off the chain I ain't tell them that. So, on that day, the Chinese, this guy named Dai Bing, he, he called them out. He said if the U.S. truly cared about human rights, they should address the deep-seated problems of racial discrimination, social injustice, and police brutality on their own soil. Wow, what could she say? Now, I'm not I'm not a communist, but I'm a person that ride with the truth. He was telling the truth. You gotta clean up around your own back door before you can go on out on the international stage and tell somebody else what. Well, we don't like the way y'all treating those people over there, but you come home and you treat your people the same way. And in some situations, worse. But can't nobody tell you anything. Oh, we're gonna get off the chain on this. Anyway, guys, On the day of international, on the day of uh, eliminating of racial discrimination, the U.S. really looked the bad. On the day of Emmett in 1955, the U.S. really looked it bad. And Money, Mississippi, August 31st, 1955, when that 14-year-old kid was killed and nobody went to jail, America really looked bad. And on. May 25th, 2020. Minnesota, America really looked it bad. But nevertheless, Everybody wonders why things go the way they go. Only thing I can say is no justice, no peace. Hey, man, this is my first show coming at you. We're getting off the chain. I ain't get too many links out there this time, but uh, this is just the introductory. But join me tomorrow. I promise you a better show. And... I'm gonna keep it interesting. Love you guys. Peace. Hey, it's showtime. Welcome, 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 everyone to another day with the voice. Uh, we're going to start off from here, and we're going to get the party started. First of all, I promise, my name is David. Allow me to introduce myself. I am your host, a.k.a. The Voice. I want to, first of all, before the show gets started, got to get love out to everyone that get love out to me. Hey, Amen. I send it right back to you guys. I thank you for taking time out your day to take 30 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes just to chill with your boy. Hey, there's no me without you, man. And uh, I appreciate you. Your work is not in vain. Your listening aid is not in vain. And I promise you, I'm bringing guarantees to the table. You're my kind of people. Hey, uh uh be, if you're my fir- if you're a first time listening to show, I don't wanna lose you. Uh I'm no guru. I'm gonna get that off of me right off the right off the rip. I'm no guru. A guru is someone that that tries to convince you to think like they think. I'm not like that. That ain't me. I'm the Me Too brother. You know. If you tired of seeing social injustice only thing I can say is me too. If you're tired of seeing police brutality, only thing I can say is me too. If you're tired of systemic racism, only thing I can say is me too. So, right off the bat, I'm getting that off me. I'm not a I'm not a professional, but I'm definitely a me too kind of guy. <laughs> So, with that being said, my promises as always, I promise to bring you three things today. My show going to be informative, it's going to be entertaining, and you got a front row seat. Chill, relax, and watch the brother get off the chain. I'm going to get off the chain today. So, with that being said, let's get the party started. My topic today is going to be 67 invisible people. Yeah, yeah, I told you, I'm off the chain on the first line. I was... So, I'm going to tell you how I come up with that. I was sitting there in front of the TV after I got off from work, and I'm watching the CNN news. And you got to be careful now with this news thing. News is is something we got to pay attention to what's going on. But, But they do it doubly. It's a double thing in the news. You got to be able to see it and see it. Because there's some slippery and sliding stuff going on in the news. And I'm going to point it out. Even CNN, even though Fox was exposed because all of them were co-siding their bullshit without other truck. But all of them do it. And I say that. They say this, I'm gonna bring it out some some points. Uh, I'm watching the news, and even though the George Floyd is taking up 90 80 percent of the screen, they're sliding little stuff under the screen, and we all see it. But when we when it's going by, we feel like that that's irrelevant. You know, they ain't talking about nothing. What's happening is the big screen. But that's the way it happens when we sign a contract. We read the big print. But the most important part <laughs> of the contract is in that little small writing that you need a magnifying glass to look at. So when I figured that out, I made it my business. To always read the small print. There's some stuff in the small print. So, while I said that, to say this while reading the small print about the FBI, come across the screen. The FBI said in writing that it has stalled 67 plots to attack schools. I said, they had 67 attacks of private school, and I'm reading it. And I'm reading it at the bottom. And then it goes on to say that 85% of the people that they had grabbed before the incident, they caught them before they got off the ground. They said it was either snitched out. They said there were three people that were snitching them out. Their friend was snitching them out. They uh, mother was snitching them out in there, a teacher in school. So that let me know these little white kids right off the bat, I can read between the line. So they still running the thing. They said, okay, 85%. And then they said, but at the same time, it kind of confused me because they said that they had access to weapons by three different ways. Either they was old enough to buy them, or they knew the the combination to the gun cabinet, or they knew where their parents had the gun. Now, let me, let me run back over that again. Maybe you didn't hear me, or I was talking too fast. But these three things are important. They said, the way these people that they caught with the weapons... The invisible people. They say they had, they was either old enough to buy a gun. They had access to the gun, 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 gun cabinet. They knew the combination to the gun cabinet. Or they knew where their parents had the gun. Now, I'm finna tear this up. I, I, before I go any further, I'm going to have some fun with this part of the story. I knew them were black people because black people ain't going to give the keys, the combination to the gun safe and... And our thing and in the gun safe anywhere where we got to get the numbers it's probably under the mattress. So <laughs> that number thing, when it's going down, don't worry too quick. And we, not, if, we if we in a house, it, 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 we're not going to give it to the kids. And the kids ain't going to know where it's at with their attitude. This day and age, you can't let the kids know where the gun is at in the house he go get it before you get it so black people are not going to do that neither and if they old enough to buy a gun then they probably ain't even in the house that's just 99% of my belief I could be wrong now, if I'm wrong I tell all my listeners I can take us straight day but anyway, let's go on. So, after the plotter, after, they, after the plotters, the invisible people, now I'm saying to myself, now they got 67 of these little badass damn people running around, talking about taking over school. They must be school-aged. So, I said, why I haven't seen, that's still my question, why I have not seen a picture of the 67 people? Not one picture. That, so someone may say well maybe they was all juveniles I say okay So you telling me that if they're juveniles I shouldn't see them and they'll say yeah 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 that's the law you can't see the juvenile killers. And my first question would be, why in 1999 did I see Lionel Tate? They'd be like, who who is Lionel? Lionel Tate. Let me pull your coat or something. In 1999, I know everyone that's of age that, that's uh, informative have heard of this case. Lionel Tate was the 13-year-old boy down in South Florida. And they said he had accidentally killed a 6-year-old or 9-year-old girl while they were playing in the house. He did a wrestling move on him, picked up and body slammed on the table, and I guess the little girl got hurt and stopped breathing. That was in that was down in Barad County. And those of us that uh that uh, but if you're not, that's what took place. Now this little boy, let me tell This little boy was 13 years old and 19. Now, so that was over 20, about 21 years ago. And a lot of people that, because it, because he was a young black man and he, he, he just drifted into the system, a lot of people don't know, in 1999, that little boy was tried as an adult in Barad County, before he turned 14 years old, he was convicted of murder and a wrestling death. Kids playing and boom, he done slammed on the table. Say he he, he trying to Ric Flair or I don't know who was going down, but. He wanted the British Bulldog the little girl. Cause he was be another to pick up. He wanted it, you know, so he watching TV now when white boys, when Caucasians. I don't want nobody to think I'm racist, but I'm just calling it like a it. You tell me they can sit there and watch video games. Shooting up playing Grand Theft Auto for about a week straight. Go on a shooting street. In the movie theater or something, or the mall, or the grocery store, and y'all was in there. Well, we should be able to charge the video company because they 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 have programmed my child. When they interviewed the wrestling people, the wrestling people, they didn't even want to hear that. They they wouldn't need they they want they was they say he. They were glad that he was convicted. That young man probably had been in jail today. Now, you think back, that was in 99, early 2000. It's 2021. 2021. That young man was 14 years old when the government stole him. And he got a life sentence. So, murder in the state of Florida, I got to, I got to remind you of that. Life means life. You get a life sentence. In the, in the state of Florida, you're going to do the life sentence. So, at this age now, that kid probably 30, 36 years old. Can anybody, a uh, man, can anybody out there even have a child that's 14 years old and imagine he leave the house and Whitey take him and give him a life sentence on a humbo, You'll never see him no more. In reality, the system has just stolen him back. And when you don't have any money and you don't have anybody to fight for you, If the NAA didn't come out and fight like banshees for that child, they can't get my money. That's my show for the day. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Guaranteed to try to take it to another level. Love you. Peace.